0: Welcome to Business Acceleration Playbook. In this episode, we are going to be discussing how to expand your product or service offerings to attract new customers and increase revenue. That's huge, right? Because the economy, as we know, is kind of crap. So helping you expand your offerings can help you stay competitive, reach new markets, create new revenue streams. And we talked some back in Episode 2 about identifying growth opportunities and how to help that grow your business. And also in Episode 3, we talked about how to create that growth plan. So today we're going to be talking about how do we expand your product or service offerings. So as a business owner, it is vital to keep adapting and evolving to meet the ever-changing needs and preferences of your target market, but also in response, as we mentioned earlier, to the economy. So expanding your offerings kind of allows you to attract those new, new customers, allows you to tap into new markets too, to create new additional revenue streams. But today I really want to focus on how do we take what you have right now, right? What do you, how do you take what you have now? and make more money from it.
1: Yeah, I, I we were talking off air and I think this is the key. How do we take what we have and think outside the box in order to make it another product? But it's the same product, you know? Like how do we actually think outside of the box with what we're doing? And so often we get into this mindset of well, we've always done it this way. And I've referred to this before. We've always done it this way, so this is the way that we have to do it. Or we've always presented it this way. So this is how we have to present it. This is what customers expect. But then all of a sudden, I I mean, the greatest products were typically somebody made a mistake with something and all of a sudden they have a brand new product, but it's the same product. Uh, The the easiest illustration, and this is the one that I absolutely love. uh, There was an ice cream truck that was in New York City and drove around every day, you know, selling out hard ice cream and all the kids loved it. Well, one day his truck broke down. And so instead of him taking all of that ice cream and just dumping it because it was starting to melt, he decided that he's going to sell it out as a soft ice cream. And thus soft serve ice cream has now been born because of a broken down truck with a product that was exactly the same and him thinking outside of the box. And now we have this whole industry of soft serve ice cream because somebody had a broken down truck.
0: Absolutely. Well, there's a lot of examples of that, that, you know, genius is bred from just being resourceful, right? Yeah. <laughs> and I think entrepreneurs are some of the most resourceful people on the planet. And, you know, I think, you know, obviously, in times like that, you have little choice, you either just lose all that product or you have to be resourceful to try to regain some of those dollars, right? Right. So how do we,
1: how do we generate that without a trauma? (laughs) How do we do that without all of that?
0: (laughs) That's, and that's the key, right? Because then it's taking that idea of resourcefulness and making it a planned action instead of a reaction, which changes the whole game.
1: Yeah. And I, I can tell you this, we've had I've had more conversations over the last two years about this exact topic than probably about anything else. And typically it comes to, hey, I need more sales. Hey, I need to figure out my marketing. Hey, I got to figure out because we are struggling as a business, uh, whether it was because of COVID or because of an employee shortage or because of a material shortage or whatever. It's like, okay, we have this. And we have to be able to make money with this. And that's really, truly the focus of what we're looking at is we have whatever it is, this is right in our hands right now. How do we actually go and make more money with this? And I know we're going to jump into this, but I mean, there's, I actually don't even know where to jump into it because there's so many different options that we could actually start thinking. The key is to get ourselves outside of that box.
0: Absolutely. But before we can get outside the box, we have to figure out like what's in the box. Like, we need to figure out, like, what are we, what are we doing? What do we have? We need to evaluate. And I don't care if you've evaluated before, uh, you know, you might have evaluated, but things have changed, right? Like Tim mentioned COVID and pricing and like, you know, it is a thing that has been ever changing. So I really challenge you to take a little bit of time, carve it out, put it in your schedule to kind of look at what do you got going on right now? You know, what are your, your profits and losses and like, be honest with yourself. And we, I'm not going to get into the weeds on, you know, all the PNLs and how to define that, but you can look at like what you have coming in, what you got going out and get a good, you know, generalized idea of where you're making money, where you're losing money. You know, and a lot of times I like to say like, where are your quote unquote needle movers? Like, where are those things right now? You know, I know, say need to start you're with, you're with at, it
1: i'll say start with this and just this this whole concept because you and i we talked about this number one is you are going to have what we would consider a flagship product yep. that's the that's the brand of your business um i'm probably going to reference our lego business for a long time now because this is this is going to be key in how we've actually survived over the last two years and now getting to the point where we're excelling which is i'm really really grateful for but our flagship product is lego That's our key. That's our our main, main component from the flagship product. You now have core products like what are the other core things? So we know that we're going to sell Lego. That's our flagship product. Now, what are our core things? Well, our core things are basically in two categories. We either have a piece that you can buy, a product that you can buy that you can put together or we have an event. Those are our two core products. Now we're going to look at that and say, okay, well, what are the add-ons that I can actually do? So if I look at the events, what are all of the different types of events that I can do with a bucket full of Lego? And now I have all of my add-ons. And now I can start looking at all of the different things that we can do. But if I didn't know that my flagship product was Lego, I would never get to the stage of these are all of the things that I can do.
0: Absolutely. Well, and one of the things, you know, for people who may not know, like, I feel like your Lego is an easy identifier on what that flagship product is. But for some people, they may be like, I have no idea what my flagship product is. And, you know, one of the things may be like, what did you start with? That might be a question. What are people coming to you for the most? That might be another question. You know, you need to define what that is. Like, what is your flagship, flagship product? And that may be the thing that's making you the most money, but it may be Maybe not, right? It may actually end up being your lost leader. But if everybody's coming to you for it, it makes it even more important to build upon that to make it profitable.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I I, I mean, I will I'll push back on the challenge of that because we could have very easily make our flagship product a toy store. Yeah. Or we could have well, gone into true. board games or we could have gone into uh, pop figures or we can go into collectibles. Well, or we can I, go mean, I
0: think I meant like with a Lego business, your flagship product would probably be Lego. Like with my <laughs> coffee <laughs> shop, my flagship product is my coffee. Right. Um, I'm not meaning like when I decided to start or when you decided to start it. I'm more saying like in that scenario, like if I'm a coffee shop. You know, obviously I have teas, I have like different things, right? But my flagship product is it's coffee. I make coffee shop, right? Yeah. So, you know, and I think it's important to kind of de- de- decide like, you know, what is your flagship product for some people? Maybe oh, you easy. do.
1: Yeah, that's gonna be your brand and your voice yep. and everything else when you're looking at this. If you don't know what your brand is, then there's n- <laughs> it sounds terrible, but there's honestly nothing I can do to help you to figure out what your add-on product is because you don't know where you're starting from. And so, so you like you said, Evaluating your current offerings is—you've got to figure out who it is you're going to be when you grow up. When you start this business, are you going to be a coffee shop? Are you going to be a Lego shop? Are you going to be a game shop? Are you going to be a service? In other words, are you going to like do pressure washing? Are you going to be a pooper scooper and pick up dog poop? I mean, like, what is it that you are going to do? What is your your flagship offering that you can do? And then, in order to be able to expand into anything else, and understand some of those core product offerings or core services, and then doing the add-ons.
0: Absolutely. And once you've evaluated kind of those core current offerings, you need to assess the strengths and weaknesses and identify any gaps and, you know, do your research on any competition and target markets. And that's how you decide on how to develop new offerings. I,
1: to make it simple though, is, is there a need? Yep. And are you seeing the need? In other words, so when we opened our shop, we opened up a physical store. And in that physical store, we had people that came to us and said, I love what you guys are doing, but I want to bring it in or I want to do, or I would love to see it out and about. Or And that's where the whole idea of the event component and doing an activity outside of our shop was created. And so we had the idea based on the fact that there was a need. So I agree with you, understanding, assessing the, assess, the strengths, the weaknesses, identifying the gaps, all of that stuff. But at the end of the day, it comes down to, Is there a need that you can fulfill with the product that you currently have?
0: Absolutely. And, you know, an easy way to look at that maybe is, you know, problem solving. Yes. And, you know, I think that that is, you know, kind of a huge thing when you're thinking about it. It helps to kind of validate your idea, too. If you look out, again, like I mentioned earlier, just about competition. And I know you and I have discussed this at length. um, Competition is one of those things that I don't believe in it the way that a lot of people look at it. Like, I don't believe in it in an actual competitive way. Like, I'm going to beat you. I'm going to get better than you. That's not how I look at it. I look at it more to say, you know, is there a market for it? It looks like, okay, well, there's a business that has similar things. They've been around for 10 years. There's a business that, you know what I mean? That there's, there's competition out there. To me, that's a good thing. That shows viability and validates my Absolutely. idea. And then you have to decide, you know, kind of with the competition, like what sets you apart, right? The differentiator. Um, Ac- uh, Absolutely. And the easiest uh, one is obviously, you know, I'm me, you're you, right? That's an easy one. And then what else is it? You know what I mean? For me, like I mentioned, my coffee shop, we are the only coffee shop that does all natural and organic ingredients in my area, which is, which is a big thing for me. That was something that was a need for me. We also offer, you know, gluten-free and, you know, other items for allergy friendly, which is huge because there's nowhere else that does that. So, you know, for me, it was taking something that I knew was a viable option. Coffee shops are popular everywhere. Right. And taking that and offering something that was a, like you mentioned, a need, a problem in the area. There was nowhere to find it.
1: So this is, and I think it's really a value proposition. This is where we're going as far as the value proposition that makes you different than what the other businesses that that would be quote unquote, your competition. And, and let me go through this exercise. And I, I, this is truly an exercise that you should do for your business uh, about what makes, what makes and sets you apart. And I, I'm gonna use myself as an illustration because this is the easiest way I, I've done this myself. First of all, um, I was on the TV show, Lego Masters. So that is something that is kind of unique but yet at the same time, it's not necessarily something that people are gonna pay me to be able to come and sign autographs. It's just not that big of a deal. Uh, In addition to that, there are now, and they're doing season after season, we're now on four seasons, which means if I take there's 24 people times four, and now you're looking at over a hundred different Lego master contestants that have been on the TV show. Now our niche is what we would consider brick worlds or brick events, and so therefore, There's over a hundred people that could go to a brick world to be able to have that experience of meeting a Lego master. So what's gonna set me apart from all of the other Lego masters? Well, I know that I love working with kids and I love doing the events. So now I can actually add to that and say, okay, we can do a Lego master building challenge. I can do activities, I can do mosaics. I can layer that on top of it. And then, oh, by the way, let's Zach and I, we're going to start our own business and we're going to be able to sell Lego. So now we're starting to layer these things in. And if you can picture this in your mind, you start drawing circles and you see where the overlap is. And that overlap, that that tight overlap group becomes where your differentiation and your value is. So for, you know, Maria, we can do the same thing for you. You have coffee shop but yet you're doing organic coffee shop. And then you actually have some things where you do meal prep. and So that little tiny overlap is where that value becomes very, very important and allows you to understand your flagship product, your core product. And then now how can I take advantage of that that value that I can, and only I can bring, how do I take advantage of that value and create those add-on products?
0: Absolutely. And some of the ways that you can do that is just sitting down and, again, thinking about, like, how can I take what I have right now and turn that into another offer without really adding a whole lot, right? I mean, not that you can't, right? That there's There's ways to be able to do that and still add extra things. But right now we're talking about how do I take what I have now and make that something else. So, example, I have the coffee shop. I can offer private events. I can advertise that out for bridal showers. So I changed my marketing up a little bit. People can do bridal showers. I can change my marketing up. People could do birthday parties. I can change my marketing up and people can do, you know, conferences or summits, right? It's the same product. I have, you know, a coffee shop with a barista that's able to be private. You know, people can have an event space, but my marketing is different. My, you know, my offer is different. I'm able to reach a new market with the exact same things that I have now
1: that's and that's exactly what we're talking about. And so I'm going to flip over cuz I know Lego, right? And this is this is the event. So I've actually created a list of all of the events that I can actually do. And frankly, it's one bin of Lego that I use for about six or seven different events. And then i take those six or seven six or seven different events and started with the most low hanging fruit which is what you should do which is the brick events so the brick worlds the brick fairs the brick fest the all of these different things and so i contacted the event owner and said this is my offering and it's like oh i don't have that and so therefore now they're employing me to be able to do those things so that's one two is now we then expand and we say okay what other similarity can we step into that is involved with kids to give them an experience and we're talking about assessing the market and the demands that are out there right so comic cons i am now approached approached by comic cons and they're looking at like we want to bring a kid event in for our comic con OK, then the next thing that just happened for this year is now I have auto shows that are contacting me and say, hey, we want to do a, a Pinewood Derby. We want to be able to have you build cars. So we want you to bring in the Lego, the freaking bucket of Lego that I have. And now I can actually go back in and I'm working with brick shows. I'm working with Comic Cons. I'm working with auto shows. And that is the same product where I'm basically taking it and putting it into different demographics and different markets that is now being consumed by basically the same average family with a bunch of kids that really want to be able to do something together and have an activity.
0: Absolutely. Well, and I know, you know, just because we've worked together that you offer those type of things to, you know, businesses for team building, for, you know, leadership. And I think that is a huge thing to think about, because I think sometimes we can end up, you know, so close minded on some of these things that we're not thinking about, you know, other people that actually want that same exact thing.
1: It's amazing to me how much Lego and I I mean, like, and I, I honestly feel blessed and honored that I can use these in so many different ways uh, because I I do. Um, I've taught with CEO level, uh, the C-suite people. I've taught with kids. I actually have been employed by homeschool groups and we take the Lego and we go and we teach a lesson at homeschool groups. So literally every person between the ages of, well, as soon as they're able to actually learn, like six or seven, all the way up into the 50s, 60s, people that are still, I have taught everybody different concepts based on the fact of a bucket of Lego and that bucket of Lego goes with me and I'm able to take the exact same product and now market it to multiple different people. And those are all of the add-ons and then I can teach and I can use it. But my core is I'm using Lego as a product to be able to sell.
0: Absolutely. Well, and I think, I think maybe to make it a little more simple because there's a million things I think that both of us can say on this is that let's let's again let's do the whole list thing you know how i am with lists i love lists i, have <laughs> lists
1: all over the place. I did the last one in the last episode so i'm gonna let you run yeah. through these
0: i would like you to get a piece of paper if, if you're like me you probably have like an entire notebook sitting there i want you to grab that and a pen piece of paper if you're driving you can wait and do that later just go back and listen to it again. But I do want to give you some key things to think about, because obviously we're discussing some things that, you know, we've done from our own personal experiences to illustrate how we have done it, to encourage you that you can do it too. But I know if you've not done it before, it can be overwhelming to think about, oh my gosh, that's a lot of things, right? So I want to give you just kind of a list that you can make, that you can go back and think about and you know add upon so the first thing would be like we've mentioned several times in here is kind of access, you know assess the market demand and any opportunities in the area right what are some opportunities what are some problems that you can solve with your product or service right and that will help you to identify the new product or service ideas that you have so you can literally sit down and start the process of you know brainstorming and generating these new ideas which is the super fun part and then you can evaluate any of the feasibility and profitability from those ideas and some of those ways you know is obviously like looking at how much it would cost to you know add that other offering but for for most of the things we've been talking about today it's very little right maybe some new marketing materials to target that specific market and then what you can do is you can think about developing a strategic plan so developing a plan and will help you kind of Decide on how you're going to introduce these new offerings and then you can test it and refine it. I think it's super important before you you know, go all in and do this like full launch, even though I have done the full launch before <laughs> <laughs> many times. I'm telling you this from experience, testing it and refining it on a smaller scale is so much better. Um, But don't worry if you're like me and you like dive headfirst off a cliff, you know, there are kind of ways to kind of lick your wounds and, you know, go from there. But if you are smart and you kind of test and refine it, that'll allow you to kind of discuss, you know, different ways of doing it or what could have gone better with people that are kind of beta testing it out. Another thing is then you're ready to launch and promote it with that feedback that you've got from your test, right? I think that is huge. That's the reason a lot of people do beta tests Um, and you know I think that um, being able to do that allows you to kind of highlight the clear messaging you need, allows you to target the right audience, it allows you to see you know where are some things that you need to you know tweak some stuff before you go all in on that full launch. And then what you can do after you've launched and promoted you monitor and measure your performance how's it working, right? How's it working? Is it, is it working well? Is it not? You know, is it something that you thought was going to be great and it's not? Is it time to kind of pivot and readjust and, you know, tweak it and see, you know, if it works better like this? You know, make those decisions, you know, based on data and adjust based on your performance analysis. I think that is huge. And once you've kind of figured that out, you can think about scaling what you're doing now, right? If If you've kind of launched out this new, Um, product or service and it's working well, it's going with the flow, then you may want to kind of take that same idea and scale that into another offering or expand it into a whole nother, you know, service or product for that same market. I don't know if you want to kind of dive in on any of
1: that. (laughs) I I think the biggest thing here, and and this is what I want to get across. And then we'll kind of dive into a couple of these things because I love the list. And then I like going back and actually reevaluating and adding some stuff to it. So here's the biggest thing. Don't be scared scared or fear living in fear is going to cause you to just do the same old thing and then eventually it's going to implode on you so you cannot be scared right so even if this seems so overwhelming it kind of seems scary it's a big hairy audacious kind of a goal don't be scared and and if anything else just reach out to us and i mean we can even maybe do a real short segment where we can give you some ideas Uh, give you a different way to be able to look at it. Sometimes just frankly, an outside perspective will change the entire way that you're looking at your business and your organization. Uh, Just by doing that, we'll kind of give you a fresh look at, okay, these are some things that I can do to add on and just asking questions along those lines. Uh, But yeah, don't hesitate to reach out to us and, and we can go deeper into this for your specific because like you just heard, my example is so, so much different than what Maria's is because we have a different flagship product. We have, I have Lego, she's got coffee, you know, it's just, but
0: they're the same too though, in some ways, because it's like we took what we had and we added to it. So it's completely different, but yet it's similar in the fact that we took what we had and we added to it. And, uh, you know, I think that that is the key there is again, like, like Tim mentioned, you know, you may be afraid to take that step or you may be like me and you get super excited by like the idea of something new and shiny. And you just like dive. You know, <laughs> and, you know there, There's two it's sides
1: the about the equipment.
0: <laughs> exactly. And then you go back and you're like, Oh, I needed to do that too. So depending yeah. on which personality style you are, either way, you know, you need to sit and look about, look at like, you know, what is it that I need to do to kind of make this change happen and be realistic. Right. I have to um, be it, realistic.
1: Yeah. And oh, going back to the, Yeah, going back to the evaluating the feasibility and the profitability um, point on this, it is really, really important to look at your risk assessment. In other words, is this brand new product or is this other thing, how much is it actually going to cost me? And do I have the money to be able to put into it to be able to actually test this? Or the time. Or the time, right. So it's a risk assessment of saying, do I have the time, the money? Uh, and the skills to be able to actually invest in this new add-on product, frankly, some of them are not going to be any money. It's just going to be a little bit of time. On some of them, um, and I know we've had some failures. Zach Zach yells at me sometimes, but we ordered socks. Not a good idea for our business. It just wasn't part of our flagship. It was a bad idea, and it was not good. But it was a low-risk assessment or a low-risk way of being able to test out a new product. And we do this all the time because it only cost us couple hundred dollars, a little bit of time to be able to test if that product is good. And we do that. So you have to have the risk assessment component as you're looking on adding those things
0: up. I do want to mention, because we're talking about risk assessment, that here's the thing. There's always risk involved with any type of decision, making a decision to step out and add another product. There's risk involved, making a decision to stay where you're at and do nothing. There's also risk involved.
1: Yeah, I, I would say it's this, and people ask me all the time, why did you step out of the corporate world? Um, it's like, I, I truly, it's just I'm choosing the challenges I want to be a part of. Yep. Right, So you yep. can either choose to stay where you're at and face those challenges of possibly not growing, economy changing, and you having a, a rough go of it within your business, or you can choose the challenge of expanding and adding on products. It's really your choice on what challenge you want to, to accept.
0: Well, and here is the biggest thing to think about. And this is a rule that I have within my own life, because like I mentioned, I am definitely that like, oh, that's great. I love that idea. Pew, jump off a cliff, right? (laughs) My rule within myself is I do not risk what I can't afford to lose. I lose, right? But I just don't put up what I can't afford to lose. Like, I'm not going to mortgage my house to try some idea. I'm not going to, you know, risk my, you know, kid's livelihood, you know, to be able to try some idea. Now, I may risk losing a couple hundred, a couple thousand dollars, but I've identified that that's the risk. I can potentially lose that. I've identified that. I've accepted that. And I step out within that decision with that risk. But again, like we've talked about, doing nothing is a risk. The market is ever changing. You know, your customer is actually ever changing. Even if your target market is the same quote unquote type of a person, you know, their needs are still changing, right? The As the economy changes and things go, you know, your customers' needs can change too. So I think it's important to kind of, as you look at what you want to offer, again, you're consistently evaluating, like, what's going on in your community, what's going on in, you know, in the, the world as a, at large. Like, where are kind of those gaps, those problems, yeah. and how can you take I mean, what you yeah. have now and fill that?
1: Yeah. And then the other thing too that I would say about this list is don't be afraid to move things around. So for example, point number four is develop your strategic plan. Point number five is test and refine. There's a lot of times where I'll test before I have a strategic plan. Uh, and, And honestly, what I'm doing is I'm actually testing within my current audience. And so I will say, okay, hey, Uh, What do you think about me doing a mosaic? Is that something that you feel would be great with your homeschool group? Is that something that you feel like? And so I'll start to test or if I don't ask a question, I'll just say, hey, I have an idea. And what we're going to do is this. This is the event that we're going to put on. And um, honestly, I've had to now refine some of those because some of them worked, Some of them didn't. Some of them were a big hit and I was able to do it. And then some of them were. and, And here's the other thing, too, that I've learned through the testing procedure, which then has created the strategic plan, especially as you're looking at add-on products is, do I have the capability? In other words, so for me, it's specific. If I do an event that's timed and I only allow a certain number of people in, I can only handle 20 people. If I do an event that's going to be like four hours and I bring a lot more people through, I can touch a lot more souls in that way. And so I can have a lot more people be involved. Same goes if you're doing a physical product and how many people you can offer that physical product to. If you've got a limited supply, you have to think about the add-on and the ability of how many times can you resell that product or how many times can you uh, supply that one product. So that's part of the strategic plan. It's part of the testing and part of understanding what you can do for an add-on.
0: I think that's absolutely true. And another thing, you know, to kind of mention, I love that you mentioned kind of moving those things around. Um, because I have been known again to delete some of them altogether. <laughs> so, <laughs> Skip you them. know, you I, absolutely. So I mean, I think it's one of those things you have to take what it is and you know, make it work for you. But these are like this is what I would probably say is kind of like like the best you know, list as far as like the items to have. Um, I don't always develop a strategic plan at all. And sometimes like Tim, I will do it after. And I've also a few times kind of done that um, like a pre-sell. Like you mentioned, sometimes you ask the idea. I've done that too. And sometimes I've actually pre-sold to see if I could actually sell this item. And then I make it afterward. (laughs) You know, I've actually done that before. Um, And I think that, you know, you have to look at your own business, your own customer base, and figure out kind of the items off the list, how that needs to be kind of moved around to work for you. Because that's the key. It has to work for you. Your budget, your time, your business, your family, your customer, your community. It has to work within all of those things. They can't be separated.
1: Yeah, yeah, 100%.
0: So I have super enjoyed having this conversation just about expanding your product or service offerings. I think it's a powerful way to attract new customers, increase revenue, and by using like a lot of these strategies and tools that we've discussed in the episode, hopefully you'll be able to develop and launch new offerings that's going to meet your customer's need and be able to increase revenue and growth in your business. So thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next time on Business Acceleration Playbook.